Hello, I'm Dr. John Witcher, and I'm running for governor on the Republican ticket. Now, why would a doctor run for governor? I think we all know the last three years has been difficult with the COVID debacle, as I call it. Our governor had the opportunity to push back against these mandates at every level, and he failed. When the shots came out, and many Mississippians, including myself, we did not want to take the COVID vaccines for various reasons, but many of us had to choose between a job we wanted and a shot we didn't. The governor is asking for his job back for the next four years, but what about all the people that lost their jobs? Do they get their job back? As your governor, I'll never allow anything like this to happen again, whether it be a, a medical tyranny shutdown or as we know that could be coming, the World Health Organization just next month, if they do what Biden wants them to do, they'll be able to call an unconstitutional emergency lockdown at any given moment for just about any given reason. We need a governor that is not compromised, a governor that's not a career politician. We need a governor that stands for freedom, stands for the people, that will stand up and fight. Together, we can do that. I can't do it by myself, but if we all gather together as God-loving, country-loving patriots, we can come together, we can push back against the system, and we can start right here in Mississippi, and we can make this the free state of Mississippi, and we can push back against the federal government once and for all. Welcome to Training Tuesday on the Rob Manish Show here on the Red Voice Media Network, folks. And uh, we uh, have an interesting one for you today. Uh, this is the RVM Network, the most dangerous network in America. Holding elected office incumbents accountable is what we're talking about today. The main method of holding political office incumbents accountable is to ensure they have a primary opponent when they run for re-election. In fact, Many longtime partisans support primarying every incumbent just to make sure they get the message that they work for us and their time with power is very temporary. Unfortunately, most incumbents win re-election and we end up with career politicians disconnected from we the people like Mitch McConnell, Joe Biden, Roger Wicker, who wield powers if they're gonna live forever. And they don't work for us, but for the rich and powerful who fund them. We the people can and must put this practice to an end. My guest today is Dr. John Witcher. He is a candidate for governor of the state of Mississippi, and he is challenging Republican incumbent Tate Reeves. And Disco, do we have our guest here yet? Dr. Wicker, are you here? Yes, sir. Can you hear me, Rob? Oh, yeah, we got you loud and clear. Uh, right, absolutely. We, we appreciate you uh, being with us today, John. And uh, I don't know if you saw the intro cold open. We played your video uh, talking about your race for governor. 
And uh, I know you're on the road because you're very busy. Uh, folks, yep. the primary election day is August 8th here in Mississippi. Uh, so uh, uh, so uh, Dr. Witcher and his wife, Brooke, are uh, busy, 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 and moving around more than cats on a hot tin roof, as my grandpa used to say. Oh, yeah, Rob. Yeah, we're in Vicksburg, Mississippi today, tonight. Get ready to go in and speak. I'm sitting in the car here. We're quiet, so I can talk with you. But, yeah, you're right. Just a few days away, August the 8th. Everybody needs to go out and vote the primary. And uh, Tate Reeves, you know, he we've been crisscrossing the state. You know, Tate Reeves is not favorable uh, for many reasons. But uh, you know, certainly the flag issue, many, many Mississippians wanted to vote for the flag, and they feel like they didn't get a vote. Uh, the other thing is, uh, when COVID hit, you know, uh, Tate Reeves just—he was weak. You know, by the time Joe Biden took over and locked everybody down, mask mandate, closures to business schools, et cetera, you know, Tate mm -hmm. Reeves was very slow uh, to get going, and really never did put his foot down. You know, he even at the end of 2021, when we knew these COVID vaccines were actually injuring, disabled, possibly killing people, Tate Reeves were was yelling from the rooftop. This was the pandemic of the unvaccinated. So, um, you know, he he acted like much like a doctor. Some were, were even calling him Dr. Reeves during the pandemic because, you know, he went on Facebook Live and got vaccinated and pushed vaccines on everyone as if, you know, there was no risk involved. Uh, but yet when people have been injured and uh, disabled and somebody even died, there's nowhere for them to turn. So that's really what got me in politics, race, is I won't just for these Mississippians. Yeah, yeah, Dr. Witcher. Uh, what is your focus on uh, reforming the emergency powers law that the legislature passed that enabled Reeves to use uh, emergency powers that, uh, uh, that uh, were seen by many as, uh, uh, as not correct? Uh, uh, they were in place way too long. Uh, and uh, are you working on legislation to fix that issue? Absolutely. We, uh, if, you know, this is the the Tenth Amendment is state sovereignty. It's already set a precedent back in the nine that federal government wanted to push uh, all sheriffs to do background checks to get guns. Uh, uh, sheriff Mack stood up. There was even a, it was about six or seven sheriffs total throughout the country. One was from Mississippi. But, you know, that went all the way to the Supreme Court, and Scalia uh, ruled that the federal mandates cannot be pushed on states. States have rights to say no. And so, uh, they, you know, Tate Reeves could have stood up and fought against that. Of course, they used this as emergency orders. And if you go back and look, really, uh, from 9-11, Patriot Act, the whole, all this has been set into motion such that now there's any laws that when an emergency is called, Really, the Health and Human Service uh, Secretary becomes kind of the all-powerful guy. If you look at the emergency orders that came down, you know, Tate Reeves signed them. But you can tell they came uh, from the federal government. And, uh, you know, so he, he should have stood up. You know, at first, I, you know, I give him some, you know, nobody knew at first what to do. But certainly Mississippians saw what Ron DeSantis was doing in Florida by the time Biden got in there. You know, Ron DeSantis did something very critical. He... he uh, brought in Dr. Joseph Latipo, a very yeah. common doctor, very intelligent doctor, but also a doctor that just said, you know what, we're not going to go along with every federal mandate. We're not going to mask our children. We're not, not going to close schools. 
we're certainly not going to give stock to, to everybody, even down to six month old. And so, uh, you know, we, we, we have, you know, I know Tate Reeves. He was my neighbor when he was Lieutenant Governor. I voted for him. You know, I've been to his parties. I was even at the, at the Christmas party in here past December. And, you know, I've tried to get to him. I've given him literature, book, you know, um, and, and plus, when we started Mississippi Against Mandates, we have a Dr. Carol Hill that lives down in your area, Diamond Head. She wrote letter after letter. We have a book, about 80 or 90 pages of her uh, documentation where she sent it out to all of our politicians, including Tate Reese. We invited them all to, to and we brought Peter McCullough to town the first time back in September mm -hmm. We invited all of our politicians to come to a roundtable discussion. Talk about the shots, because Dr. Peter McCullough at that time was saying the shots were unfit for human use. And so none of them showed up, not, have not uh, been able to get their ear. So um, that's where we're at, right? But yeah, we, we need to stand on the 10th Amendment. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, uh, I, I give people a break for the initial uh, part of this. Uh, you know, uh, I fell for a lot of it myself. Uh, uh, it, but now that we know, uh, we need to be getting hard at work at fixing things like state emergency powers laws. Uh, you know, uh, it wasn't real bad here in Mississippi compared to Louisiana, where I was at for about half, a little bit more than half of the pandemic period and everything. Uh, and uh, and Florida was pretty bad too. Initially, I mean, they were stopping people from Louisiana at the border and turning us around. Uh, into Florida, and all the beaches were closed and those kind of things. So, so nobody really got a pass. Uh, uh, on, on that initial thing. But uh, my big question is, we need to fix our emergency power laws so that they are obviously temporary. They don't give the ability to close a business just because it's deemed non-essential, because every business is essential to the people that work at that business or own that business, because that's their livelihood. Uh, and, uh, and that was way beyond the pale. Uh, what else are you uh, looking at uh, implementing policy-wise? Uh, we've only got two segments here before you have to go in and speak, so I want to get through this really quick. Uh, uh, how about uh, income taxes for personal and corporate income taxes? What's your plan uh, to address that? Because you know the legislature just voted to spend spend more money because we had a surplus in the last session uh, and uh, uh, and and did not repeal the state income tax, personal income tax, uh, even though there was a big tax cut. Uh, and I'm, I'm sure Governor Reeves is running on that, uh, biggest one in the history of uh, the state, uh, from what I understand. So what's, what's your approach to taxes going to be, John? Well, yeah, so I, I'm a medical doctor. I've been a medical doctor 25 years. I'm a general practitioner, uh, country doctor, ER doctor. But, you know, I'm also, I have an electrical engineering degree uh, before I went to medical school, worked in the in the uh, corporate world at, for a large uh, engineering firm called Brown and Root back in the day. And uh, and I'm, I've always been a business owner. My wife and I currently own real estate. Uh, we buy, sell, and rent real estate. But, but the point is, you know, I, I do understand uh, economy. You know, I, and this is where there's a disconnect. You have Tate Reeves going out there, and, and this is talking about it. He's saying that, you know, the Mississippi, you know, the government has plenty of money. They have a $700 million rainy day fund. Uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But you know, the people in the grassroots, they're hurting, okay? They we they see what the economy's done. Just, you know, since Biden took over, their interest rates have doubled, gas prices have doubled, 
hard to buy groceries. Uh, you know, their 401ks are dropping. So, you know, they're disconnected with, with Tate Reed. He's, he's touting all this, you know, that everything's good, but uh, that money hasn't reached people for the most part. So, yeah, I believe I, I'm a conservative. I grew up with Ronald Reagan. I believe in, you know, uh, uh, limited government. I believe in a little government. I believe in big people. I believe in low tax. Uh, I believe you got to get rid of government corruption. It, and so the way we can do this, first of all, we need to look at government corrupt. We've got to look at spend. Okay, we know there's a uh, NAF, if you've been keeping up with that. Now it's up to $99 million. That yeah. Hey, I think Tate Reeves knows more than he's telling. You know, this time last year, he fired the independent lawyer that would know that. But, you know, we want to, yeah, I'm going to go in with Dad White. I, I think you know, I met him. I think he'll, he'll go in there. We, we've got to do some really deep dives in there and figure out what's happening uh, on that. You know, who all was involved in that corruption. And find other, we know, I mean, that's something Tate Reeves never done is, is really go after government corruption. I mean, and, you know, he's he's a deep state. He's been there 18 years. He's part of the deep state rhinos, I call them. And so um, we need to look for ways to save money, okay, to cut cut costs. And uh, there's other things, that, you know, many departments, such Department of Education, you know, you got to look at the, the, the administration. There's a lot of top heaviness to that. The, the superintendents, we could probably combine some of these districts, certainly mm -hmm. combine um you know, the way they're trained and some of the implementation there, there's ways to save money. You know, we spend a lot of money in the Department of Education. Uh, the Health and Human Services another place we can save money. And But, but you know, overall, Mississippi is a welfare state. And, and that's not just the people. And this is, this is the other thing we have to be, we have to be honest with, with, with our, with our constituents, with the people. And, uh, you know, Tate Reeves, once again, he talked about all this, this great state we're in as far as our financial uh, abilities these are, but really and truly, we're still a welfare state. Not only our people, but our government. You know, we 47% of our budget our, costs us over $20 billion a year to yeah. run this. And 47% of that comes from the federal government. And I'm not talking about all the COVID money that, that we, we recently got. I'm just talking about to run the day-to-day -day bills. So, so we're on welfare. You know, we've got to figure out a way to cut our costs and, uh, and, 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 you know, I would like to see no income tax. That's certainly something, you know, uh, we need to look at and look at lowering tax. For, you know, others, we want to bring people here. We want to bring young families here because we, we want to increase the uh, tax base, you know, sales. You know, we want more people coming here, making more money, spending money, and, uh, and get that. Absolutely, uh, Dr. Witcher. I think I think we've lost you there. We're about to go into a break. When we come back, if, uh, hopefully we can get you back. We can talk about uh, uh, corporate taxes and see if we can lower those and attract more businesses uh, away from our competitors over in Louisiana and Florida, Tennessee, and those kind of places. Uh, we're going to take our first commercial break here. I'm Rob Manus, live uh, on the Red Voice Media Network. and. You know, some people are saying that we're even the most dangerous network on the planet because we bring you the facts and the truth, and you get to decide what's really going on. We'll be right back. We interrupt today's programming to bring unfortunate news. Biden's dangerous plan for a digital dollar is underway. Don't be fooled. 
it won't benefit you. So take action now. The Federal Reserve's phased deployment of FedNow began on July 1st, 2023. Be prepared. This may catch many off guard and put your hard-earned assets in jeopardy. But here's the good news. There's a simple legal tax loophole to opt out of the digital dollar. Speak to someone at American Alternative Assets for a free wealth protection guide and discover how to safeguard your wealth with gold and silver IRAs against a failing dollar and volatile markets. Dial 833-2-USA-GOLD. Yes, call now. 833-287-2465. This invaluable guide provides precise steps to transfer your IRA or 401k into precious metals without any tax consequences. Don't let Biden force you into using the government's new digital dollar. Call 833-2-USA-GOLD. Yes, call now. 833-287-2465. Act swiftly. 833-287-2465. Attention, fellow Americans, breaking news, Biden's dangerous plan for a digital dollar is being implemented as we speak. Don't be fooled. It's not going to benefit you and me. Act now before it's too late. I bet you didn't even know the Federal Reserve's phased deployment of FedNow started on July 1st of 2023. That's a month ago. So you better brace yourselves because this is going to catch you off guard like it has many others. Your hard-earned assets are at risk but there's a way to legally opt out of the digital dollar in time. How? With one straightforward, entirely legal tax loophole. Contact my friends at American Alternative Assets for a free wealth protection guide. Learn how to safeguard your wealth from a failing dollar and volatile markets with a gold and silver IRAs. Dial 833-2-USA-GOLD. That's right. Call now, 833-287-2465. This invaluable guide will outline the precise steps you need to take immediately to transfer your IRA or 401k into precious metals, all without any tax consequences. Don't let Biden or government punks force you into using their new digital dollar. Call 833-2-USA-GOLD right now. Call them at 833-287-2465. Before it's too late, call now, 833-287-2465. This go bring up clip two. I mean, and, and that's, this is a big thing. Our, our economy is, is failing. I mean, just look over the last uh, three plus years since Tate Reeves has been governor. Our, uh, you know, our interest rates have doubled. Our uh, gas prices have doubled. Uh, 401ks are not doing as well. You know, so just four years ago when Donald J. Trump was there, everything was go going well. And, I, you know, the grassroots people in Mississippi, the, the conservatives, Republicans out there, they, they understand what's going on. I mean, our our politicians, you know, our career politicians, whether it be Tate, Tate Reeves or the others, they're going out and what they're campaigning on is that Mississippi's never been in better financial shape than it is today. And that may be the government into things, but the people are suffering and they know that. They they want to see uh, they want to see the economy coming back. They want to see closed borders. They, they feel like this, this whole thing where uh, they don't know what's coming through the border, whether it be drugs, criminals, terrorists, uh, you know, sex trafficking, 
trafficking is a big problem. I, I guess you you know recently watched Sound of Freedom. People are concerned about those things, but you know. The, the people want uh, they want protection they want their money to be protected their property and so uh, you know as a business person you know I don't believe I believe our government must balance their budget we must get rid of corruption we must we must have a smaller government not a bigger government and so that's that's uh, so from the state of Mississippi's perspective I appreciate that and we're talking with that man today, governor candidate uh, here in the state of Mississippi, Dr. John Witcher. We've just got you for uh, this next segment, uh, uh, for this segment, John. Uh, you know, we were talking about the uh, personal income tax uh, and uh, repealing that and replacing it uh, in the last segment at the end there. Uh, uh, what are your thoughts on uh, how do we attract businesses to the state, because you're right, we need to increase the tax base if we're going to reduce our reliance uh, on uh, on things like federal dollars needing to come in and bail us out. Yeah, yeah, sorry about that, Rob. I'm sitting in my car, it's about 100 degrees outside, and I have my phone sitting on the steering wheel, and it's overheated. I got the old emergency <laughs> So anyway, but yeah, so yeah, I was just talking about how we need to attract folks, too. We need to increase our, our our uh, income base, the, the people that will spend money. You know, people are coming to Mississippi. You know, they're they're coming to Texas, they're coming to Florida. But my wife's a real estate agent. She's been selling properties sight unseen to a lot of these people in blue states that are coming to Mississippi. We just need to promote our image better. We need to, to tell them, like, you know, we have lots of land in Mississippi. Our cost of living is fairly low compared to these other states. And, uh, you know, we're friendly. We're the hospitality state. There's lots of things to do here. And so we want to bring these people here because really at the end of the day, you know, uh, small business is really what what, what really makes things thrive. I, I'm not against big business necessarily. You know, we want those to come in. We want those to, uh, you know, we want a better job. But we, but we need to train folks too. You know, we, we've got to start with our children young, train them not only up to go to college, but, you know, train them to do these uh, technical careers, whether it be truck drivers, welders, et cetera. And so... Uh, but as far as getting back to the tax issue, you know, yes, I, I would like to have no state income tax, but we've, we've got to, I, I, and I know that's going to be phased in over time, but really and truly, you know, we could we could have cut waste, corruption, and eliminate income tax. And so I'm going to go in there, and we're, we're going to start with uh, cut uh, corruption, cut the uh, wasteful spending, balancing the budget, and uh, then we're going to look at ways to decrease taxes Possibly on, on, on childhood items, for example, you know, diapers, baby food, et cetera, because we really want to, you know, other states are doing that, like Florida. So we really want to be competitive and attract these young families that are hardworking, that want to come and get engaged and uh, maybe create their own business or, or, or be uh, go in and, and, and work in a, another industry. So we, we definitely want to promote our image, something that, you know, Tate Reeves is unfortunately you know, uh, just recently he got caught and uh, got egg on our face again, egg on his face in Mississippi when he went around talking about the Mississippi miracle and that our, our reading scores have elevated over the last uh, several years. But that's not really the fact. The fact is, yeah, our, our, we went up in standing, but it's because the national average came down. Our, we didn't increase. And so these guys, he got caught and, you know, now he's, you know, like I said, the, the people are doing stories on that. So we don't, we want to be truthful. We want to identify the problem. We don't want to fudge numbers to make it look like we're doing something better than we're not. So that's the first thing. We've got to identify the problem and then find 
How, uh, you know, we first talked when you first announced uh, uh, back earlier in the year uh, and everything. Uh, now that you've traveled around, and I, and I know you've been all over the state multiple times, uh, and you're getting to hear from real voters, what are you, what are you hearing from them uh, about the kitchen table issues? You mentioned that there, people are hurting, uh, uh, and, uh, and I think it's a good idea to look at the taking sales tax off of things like diapers and those kind of things. I'd I prefer it come off of groceries altogether, uh, quite honestly. I, I, I've lived in states where they don't put sales tax on groceries, and that actually does help uh, folks uh, uh, that are struggling, you know. Uh, but uh, that, that's a conversation for another day. Uh, the, the real question is, what are you hearing from folks uh, all around the state? Oh, I mean, you know, all around the state, most people served as their company. I'm just going to be honest with you. You know, they love Donald J. Trump. Uh, you know, they, they wish he would, would have not have promoted these uh, shots. And, and I agree with that. You know, I think he was duped by Dr. Fauci and all those, all his buddies, Bill Gates, et cetera. But I think, you know, I, I believe this is why Robert Kennedy Jr. is running for president. I think God put him there to, to put it in, his, in Trump's face. And, hey, you've got to stop these shots. You've got to call them out. And just say what, what they're doing. We, you know, they're experimental. This was the largest uh, experiment in human history, and it, and it wasn't a good one. You know, people have been disabled. They've been injured, and they've died. So now it's time to halt these shots, go in and really investigate, be transparent, and help these people that have been injured and died. I mean, it's just that simple. So I believe Trump's going to do that. I believe when he does that, he'll regain all of his strength again, and, and God will put him back in the White House because the, his constituents, you know, many of them are teetering right now. They'll come to his rescue. So uh, that's, you know, and people, are, that's what they're worried about. They're worried. They want closed borders, which Trump will do. They want to get out of the Ukraine war, by the way. Most uh, conservatives, grassroots folks, even though our many Republicans in, in our state voted to give Ukraine more money, the grassroots people don't want to be in the Ukraine war. They see it for what it is. It's a money laundering scheme for not only Democrats, but for the, for the rhinos. And, uh, so in Trump, uh, you know, Putin's dangerous. I mean, he, he may push the button and nuke us all. So, you know, Trump says he'll get us out of that war in 24 hours. People want that. The other thing is, you know, they they think if anybody can bring our economy back, Donald J. Trump can. And, and I believe that. You know, he made us energy independent. He was head, We were heading towards energy dominance with selling uh, oil and gas to other nations. And so we, we've got to make America first, you know. And, and, and we need a governor. And people know this. They want a governor that strong that will stand with Donald J. Trump. But we don't, or, or you know, we don't know what's going to happen next year. But we know the presidential election of 2020 was stolen, certainly rigged, and the COVID pandemic. It wasn't a pandemic; it was a scamdemic to destroy our economy, lock us down, close businesses, and it was a pandemic. It was a plan to take out Donald J. Trump and it worked. And so, you know, they're they're not done. These same people, you know, these radical leftists. You know, World Economic Forum, these global elitist fascists, whatever you want to call them, they're they're coming and they're gonna something's gonna happen and and people know it. They can and uh, you know they don't feel safe. They feel like you know war is coming. Anything can happen. They certainly don't. You know their money is a problem. You know this whole central bank digital currency is, is something else we can talk about. Other states yeah. have outlawed it. Where is Tate Reeves? Does he even realize? Does he even know what that is? 
I don't know. I haven't heard anything from him on that, uh, quite honestly. And we had some breaking news before you came on. I'm not sure you're aware of this or not, but uh, Jack Smith, the special prosecutor, has indicted uh, Donald Trump for January 6th. Uh, four counts uh, is what the indictment reads. Uh, uh, count one is conspiracy to defraud the United States. Count two is uh, conspiracy to obstruct an official proceeding. Uh, uh, count three is obstruction of an attempt to obstruct a, a, an official proceeding and a conspiracy against rights. Uh, that last one, I, that's the first time I've seen that uh, uh, in the January 6th prosecutions. But the first three, uh, uh, I think we've seen those before. It'd be interesting to see. But, but you know, he's been indicted already three times uh, or four twice, and this is the third, and there's a rumors that the fourth out of Georgia, which will be which will be a state-level indictment, is coming soon. Uh, and his poll numbers have increased every single time. Is that what you're, is that what you're seeing uh, as you travel around Mississippi? I mean, he's oh. polling yesterday uh, in the first New York Times poll uh, at 55%, uh, and his closest competitor was at 17. Yeah. People know, I mean, they know we're living in a third world banana republic. When a sitting president, Trickle Joe Biden, can threaten to imprison his top opponent, Donald J. Trump, this is something third world countries do, Brazil, Venezuela. And people in Mississippi are not stupid. They're following this, and, uh, you know, they're upset about it. And uh, they're preparing. They don't know what's going to happen, but I can tell you, the more they go after Trump and try to bury him, the more Mississippians are rising up and stand behind him. Absolutely. That's that's what I'm hearing, too. Uh, you know, I mean, there are a few that initially wanted to go DeSantis, but he's done so poorly. Uh, I, I don't think he'll he'll uh, carry many votes here in Mississippi or even around the country uh, at this point. I mean, he, he started off uh, uh, with a shadow campaign and strong and uh, appear, appearances uh, to be strong and then uh, has just taken a nosedive ever since he announced. Uh, uh, it's unfortunate because he is a good governor. And uh, I'd like to see him remain in the good graces of the voters so he can run for national office uh, later, like in 2028, uh, after Mr. Trump serves his second term. And I do believe Donald Trump will win. And I believe uh, now this indictment ensures that he'll be the 47th president of the United States, because even people in the Democrat Party at the base level, the base voters, see uh the what's going on and that it's a travesty of justice it's it's banana republic type activity where the sitting president's organization is uh using political charges as criminal charges uh against their main uh and obvious opponent uh because he's going to win the republican nomination he will win the republican nomination there's no doubt in my mind uh, that he will. Well, John, how, how do people find you and help you? I know it takes money to run these campaigns, so you got to ask for donations and, and tell them where to go to give it. Yeah, witchersforgovernor.com. That's W-I-T-H-E-R, then F-O-R, governor.com. Right there is the donation button. Yeah, we anything you can donate, even a dollar. You know, I'll get your name if you donate a dollar, so I'll know who's voting for me, if nothing else. But anything will help. You know, we're running hard these last few days. Uh, you know, it costs money to put commercials on the radio and put signs out, et cetera, et cetera, and travel. So anyway, uh, you know, pray for us and uh, get everybody to come out and vote August 8th. Okay, that's a few days away. Uh, you know, call up 20 of your friends and just let them know because 
believe it or not, there's some people out there that don't even know the, the primaries next uh, in August 8th. So uh, let's so come out and vote. And, and listen, on the ballot, it doesn't say uh, Dr. John Witcher. I signed up Dr. John Witcher, but they stuck and they took Dr. off. And that's a whole nother story. But that's the deep state rhinos that basically want to keep uh, Tate Reeves in there. Uh, so they, they, you know, because they knew I would get a more votes by that doctor on there. So they took it off, didn't inform me. So anyway, that's a whole nother story for another day. But get out and vote. My name is John with KOAPN. Well, John, thank you very much. Uh, appreciate your time. Good luck. And uh, we'll certainly be talking to voters as we uh, approach August 8th to get them out to vote here in Mississippi. Sounds good, Rob. Appreciate you. Thank you very much. God bless you. Take care. Well, folks, uh, that was Dr. John Witcher, a gubernatorial candidate for the state of Mississippi. He's challenging the Republican incumbent, Governor Tate Reeves, who's pretty popular uh, uh, in the state. Uh, uh, but uh, folks, uh, a lot of folks are not happy with him, uh, especially over uh, the COVID response uh, and things like that. So we'll see what happens. Uh, uh, but it's certainly uh, good to see a challenger uh, rise up because that's the only way you can hold these folks accountable. Even if you don't win, uh, you uh, still there's a measure of accountability when an incumbent is challenged, and especially if it's a strong challenge, uh, and they hear hear from the people that you need to change your ways or you won't be long for this power that we've let you wield. Uh, we've got to take our next break. We'll be right back. Next up. We'll be looking at uh, State Senator from Mississippi, Chris McDaniel, and his opposition uh, and uh, campaign against the sitting Lieutenant Governor, Delbert Hoseman. Dads of America, you love your kids, you love God, you love this country, and you're tired of watching companies betray your values and ruin great products. Don't get angry. Invest your time, energy, and money into the people that are building the country you want for your kids and standing for the values that will lead to their blessing and protection. Invest in companies like Brave Books. They are on a mission to create content for kids that is safe for them to enjoy. They have kids' books that teach about character, hard work, and the value of being brave. If you join their Book of the Month Club, you get a new book sent to your door every month that will teach your kids pro-God, pro-American values. Brave books will not betray your trust. Your children and your grandchildren will thank you. Remember... The land of the free depends on the homes of the brave. This one's on me, bud.
contrary big story, Wednesday was the first round of political speeches at the Neshoba County Fair, and candidates, they did not shy away. In opening up the political action, voters got the chance to hear from the lieutenant governor candidates. It was a heated debate between the two. Senator Chris McDaniel criticized Lieutenant Governor Delbert Hoseman's record, alleging that he is not a true conservative. It's fair game to talk about his adherence to Democrat principles. It's fair game to recognize that he has more in common with people like Mitt Romney than he does Ronald Reagan. And that's a problem. Now, how do we know this? Since he's been LG, I served with only 16 Democrats. For some reason, he appointed 13 of those Democrats to powerful chairmanships. There are 45 committees in the Mississippi Senate. They've been talking about appointing. I only had 36 Republicans send me more Republicans. So we, we had to appoint some people to committees. We ran out of Republicans. We had to appoint some people to committees like the federal commerce and libraries and housing. Y'all ever heard any bills coming out of there? I don't think so. Lieutenant Governor Delbert Hoseman also dismissed Senator McDaniel's claim that Hoseman was vice president of an abortion clinic. You can yell, you can scream, you can use your friends in the media to cover up for you. It's a verifiable fact that from 1976 to 1990, he was the vice president of an abortion clinic. In like 1976 or 78, I can't even remember, it's 50 years ago, I represented them in some tax matters. In 1981, I quit representing them. You look at this, there's no discussion about the issues, the real issues. More speeches continue today between Governor Tate Reeves and his Democratic opponent, Brandon Presley. And stay with us as we'll stream all of those speeches on WJTV.com. The pavilion was packed with supporters of many candidates and voters say they are interested in hearing. Welcome back to the Rob Mayner Show live here on the Red Voice Media Network. Uh, the most dangerous network on the planet. Oh, come on, Caton. Is that what you're saying now? I heard you in the in the roundup uh, talking about that. Uh, well, definitely the most dangerous network in America because, you know, the government propagandists and the establishment uniparty politicians and their staffs and the national level parties uh, and the corporate media that does their bidding including the of the intelligence community uh, don't let me miss out on those folks that are working against you and me and it breaks my heart to say things like that folks because the intelligence community, I was part of that when I was in the U.S. Air Force. As a senior officer, I was part of that. And I used intelligence my entire career, uh, and I really uh, do honor those that work in that particular field across our country. But uh, the CIA, the National Security Agency, the FBI, they have gone completely rogue in this country. And that's why we need people to challenge these incumbent politicians. And right there, we're going to talk about in this segment, Chris McDaniel, Senator Chris McDaniel, and transparency up front. Chris is a friend of mine. We've known each other since we both ran for the Senate uh, in major races in 2014, he against Thad Cochran and me against Mary Landrieu. Uh, and I have personally endorsed him. Uh, and I'm part of a political action committee uh, that has also endorsed him. So just putting that out there. But I wanted to show uh, Lieutenant Governor Hoseman's responses to the two biggest uh, 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 realities and facts 
as to why Senator McDaniel is challenging uh, this incumbent. Uh, and, you know, it's hard to challenge an incumbent in your own party. Uh, I understand that. It's hard to run against the party's uh, uh, anointed one, too. I did that. Uh, and uh, the biggest attacks always come from your own party on you and your family when you're running for office. Uh, uh, I've personally experienced it many times, and I know uh, Senator McDaniel has. Uh, uh, but there are important issues to get out there. You know, I mean, it's just very important. Uh, here's another example. Play clip 3A, Disco. Democrat Delbert down there in Mississippi is a prime candidate for violating his oath because every time he goes against common sense and he thinks that men should be able to go into women's locker rooms and that men should be able to go into women's bathrooms and that men should be able to destroy women's athletic records, this is just insanity to a dangerous cultural man abandonment level. So, Chris, thank you for that. We look forward to having you on again tomorrow night. That was Ted Nugent. When you get Ted Nugent fired up enough about a state-level race like that, uh, then uh, you're on the right issue. You're on the right issue. And if we have today, if we have Republicans, people that say they're Republicans in office, that agree to any one of those things, that don't push hard against things like letting men that are fake women compete in women's athletics. If you're in office and you're not pushing hard against that every single day because you're afraid of what the media is gonna do to you, then you ought to be removed. You ought to be removed and you ought to hang your head in shame for not protecting things like women's sports and women's athletics. It's a shame what has happened in this country when it comes to the, the one party that's left that will defend women's rights. The one party that's left that will defend women's rights. There should be no Republican in office or even in the party that refuses to stand up and not just push back against that, but draw up legislation and support it and get it passed. And Mr. Hoseman could do that. Now, I know there's been some, some things passed uh, like that, but not enough. You can't be squishy on this. I'm glad Senator McDaniel is challenging Delbert the Democrat. The reason why he's called Delbert the Democrat, folks, is because he appointed 13 Democrats to the 40, 40, to the 45 committees. And you know what? You can dual hat Republicans, Delbert. You know that. That's a heck of an excuse there. I'm calling you out on it. That's just a wimpy, politicized, establishment, uniparty, mealy mouth. That's what you are. When you go on like that, that's exactly what it is. You can dual hat your strong Republicans and not put one Democrat. You can't put one Democrat in charge of a committee in the state Senate or in any political body where the Republic or body where the Republican Party has a majority. Not even one, not even a vice chairman. If you are, then you're not really a Republican office holder. You're really a Democrat office holder. And that's why they're calling you Delbert the Democrat. Why don't you change things so you don't have to wear that nasty moniker? Because you haven't. In, a, in, in other words, you run away from it. Now let's take a look at something else. Let's play clip 3B, and this is about the abortion clinic issue. Go ahead. 
Joe Biden and Delbert Hoseman have a lot in common. Delbert's liberal on abortion. He even served as vice president of the South Jackson Abortion Clinic and even told Trump to go jump in the Gulf. Delbert the Democrat Hoseman ain't right for Mississippi. We're going to get to his comment about President Trump and jumping in the Gulf uh, in the next little video clip that we have before we end this segment and move on. Uh, but Delbert was, I looked at the paperwork, he was the vice president of a clinic that does abortions. Yes, he, he's kind of coded it again with uniparty doublespeak and dissembling, well, I representative from representative from a legal perspective, et cetera, et cetera. He may have done that later on, but he was vice president of that clinic that performs abortions. He was vice president. That is a known fact. You can't get around it. Why would you vote for Delbert the Democrat to be lieutenant governor of the state of Mississippi? The state of Mississippi is supposed to be ruby red. There shouldn't be one Democrat in this state at the state level that has power to do anything other than throw a fit in a tantrum, like what's happening with the House of Representatives right now. Not one. And because of the current lieutenant governor, Mr. Hoseman, we have many that are doing that. Many. And I think pointing out that he was vice president of this abortion clinic is the right thing for Senator McDaniel to do. These are hard things, folks. It's difficult to do this because Mr. Hoseman is not just a fellow party member, he's a colleague of Mr. McDaniel's. This is not an easy thing to do. Well, let me get riled up for Chris because the next thing, you saw a little bit of it, go jump in the Gulf of Mexico, really, Delbert, the Democrat? Play that last clip there, uh, Disco 3C. Delbert, the Democrat Hoseman, refused to endorse President Trump, but he had no qualms about backing rhino Mitt Romney. And on election security, Delbert Hoseman told Trump to go jump in the Gulf of Mexico. Delbert, the Democrat Hoseman, is wrong for Mississippi. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Uh, he doesn't support the president uh, uh, the Republican president uh, from the last administration. He's not going to support him when he wins again. And that's what we're going to talk about in the next segment, folks. We've got to take our last break here. The next segment is Donald John Trump, the 45th president of the United States. And I mentioned the breaking news. He's been indicted now three times, this time for January 6th. And this one is the most ludicrous of them all. The most ludicrous of them all. We'll be right back on the planet's most dangerous network, Caton. Only a CB would do that. Attention Americans, breaking news. Biden's dangerous plan for a digital dollar is underway. Don't be fooled, it won't benefit you. Take action now. The Federal Reserve phase deployment of FedNow began on July 1st, 2023. Be prepared. This may catch many off guard. Your hard-earned assets are in jeopardy. But there's a simple legal tax loophole to opt out of the digital dollar. 
reach out to American Alternative Assets for a free wealth protection guide and discover how to safeguard your wealth with gold and silver IRAs against a failing dollar and volatile markets. Visit protectfrombiden.com. This invaluable guide provides precise steps to transfer your IRA or 401k into precious metals without any tax consequences. Be smart. Don't let Biden force you into using the government's new digital dollar. Visit protectfrombiden.com to get your free guide and get started. Again, that's protectfrombiden.com. Democrats hate democracy. They are deathly afraid the voters will choose to elect Donald Trump. They don't want that to happen, and so they are trying to use the machinery of law enforcement to prosecute him. I think these, these indictments are a disgrace, and I think Merrick Garland should be impeached and removed from office for allowing the Department of Justice to be turned into a partisan hammer to attack the political enemies of the White House. That was Senator Ted Cruz from Texas. Uh, before the third indictment on January 6th dropped, but you know, uh, as I was reading uh, before coming on the show, uh, and let me get back to the, the focus of the show. It's Training Tuesday. We're talking about holding incumbent elected officers accountable by primarying them, which is the, the traditional way to do that, uh, especially you know if they're doing things that are outside of what their party's uh, platform is supposed to be uh, to a great degree. Uh, I mean, that's how we're supposed to hold these folks accountable. Uh, this is not the way to do it, weaponizing the Department of Justice against not only Donald John Trump, but his supporters, because this indictment, uh, it hasn't named uh, the co-conspirators, but it but it highlights six co-conspirators. When you read it, you can figure out who they are. Uh, uh, to say, and it says basically that uh, the defendant. Let me just read it to you. That the defendant lost the 2020 presidential election. That is in an official document now by a federal prosecutor. Uh, it's signed off on by by uh, Washington D.C. based 99% dark blue Washington D.C. based grand jury. So this was inevitable. Julie Kelly uh, uh, has been talking about it. We've had her on the show a couple of times. She, she was talking about it last fall and, and last summer that he was going to be indicted on this stuff. Uh, uh, but despite having lost, it's still debatable. There are a lot of people, including myself, that question that election. There's no way in hell that Joe Biden got 81 million votes. There were lots of irregularities. There were not just the irregularities, but statute-based and rule-based changes in election law outside of the state legislatures, which is the constitutionally appointed power of, of the state legislature is the body that's appointed to make the election rules for federal elections in their states. And the state, the U.S. Supreme Court did not hear the case uh, that the other states brought against Pennsylvania, uh, uh, and it wasn't on the merits. No case was heard on the merits. Of the 60 cases that the Democrats and the uniparty people like Ron DeSantis and his 
scummy team out there in influence world use all the time is that, well, he, he went to court 60 times. There was no fraud. None of those cases were heard on the merits. You guys know it. Stop saying it and get on board with the rest of Team America, Team Save America, and oppose this Banana Republic stuff. Anyway, I'm getting riled up over it because I served this country for almost 33 years, nearly lost my life, had friends lose their lives in service to defending the Constitution of the United States. And this indictment is an, a, an aberration to an affront to the Constitution of the United States because it says right off the bat, a complete, utterly unprovable fact that he lost. That is not accurate. It is questionable whether he lost or not to this day, and the facts support it. The facts support it. 81 million votes, my ass. Thank you, Kerry Lake, uh, for coming up with that. Anyway, he's being indicted on these four charges. None of them are seditious conspiracy yet, but remember, you can do a superseding indictment too. Uh, so don't, don't, rule that out yet because they've convicted wrongly in my opinion folks and the proud boys and oath keepers of seditious conspiracy uh and uh that's the charge i was expecting to see at number one there uh but it's really about the conspiracy to defraud the united states etc cetera, etc cetera. and it's just incredible and i'm telling you the man's going to be the 47th president of the United States. And I'm not the only, I'm just a little guy. Uh, I'm not the only person that thinks that. Uh, here's a clip, clip 4A, Disco. It's uh, Representative Elise Stefanik. You know, she's in Republican leadership in the House of Representatives now. Look at all of this they are throwing at President Trump. They are trying to use the calendar against him. But what they don't realize, what the establishment doesn't realize, is this is going to strengthen President Trump's position, not only in the primary, but the general election, because it epitomizes the weaponization of these federal agencies in the Department of Justice against President Trump. And you're right, Ainsley. It's not just because he has an R next to his name. They're going after everyday people. This is the same Department of Justice that has been illegally targeting parents. This is the same federal agencies that are trying to censor free speech across America on big tech platforms working in collusion with big tech. They need to be reined in. And the reason why President Trump is in such a strong position among many is he is uniquely positioned to drain the swamp. Remember when he talked about that in 2016? Now we know how deep the swamp really goes and how weaponized it is, not only against Joe Biden's top political opponent, but everyday American people who don't get to live by the same rules as if your last name happens to be Biden or Clinton. And let me just uh, remind everybody, the first New York Times Senate poll uh, came out uh, within the last 48 hours, and Trump is at 55%, and his closest competitor opponent is at 17%, if I remember the numbers correctly. Uh, and, uh, you know, you really need to go uh, dive deep into these polls, though, because you can't just go by the polls. Uh, uh, look at the overall trends. The overall trends, I mean, even the, the uniparty establishment, uh, averagers and those kind of things are being forced to admit uh, that Trump is the decisive leader in the GOP primary, uh, that uh, barring some craziness, uh, he is going to be the GOP nominee. I don't care if he's in an orange jumpsuit. He's going to be the GOP nominee. Uh, and uh, uh, I would say that after this indictment, his poll numbers are going to go up. 
Uh, and they can. There's room for it to go up. Uh, and uh, the opponent's poll numbers are going to go down. Uh, and uh, quite honestly, there's a lot of thinking that needs to go on in these Republican primary presidential candidate campaigns and strategists. Uh, and uh, they really need to be talking to their candidates because, you know, to continue this when it's so obvious that it's over. Look, I'm for tough primaries. I said it when I heard that uh, people like Ron DeSantis were going to challenge the president uh, in the primary. That's the best. You get the best candidate after really tough primaries. I even believe that the president should debate these people if they decide to stay in. But they've got some tough, tough, tough decisions to make uh, based on this. Number one, you, you each better come out with a really strong condemnation of this political indictment. Because this is, it's clearly a political indictment. I mean, they use incorrect information like uh, in this indictment, like they try, they, Trump and his co-conspirators attempted to enlist the vice president to use his ceremonial role at the January 6th certification. They're making an assumption and a declaration that the vice president's role in the Constitution for uh, counting the Electoral College ballots and accepting them uh, uh, is purely ceremonial. That is not accurate. That is not an accurate statement of the role of the vice president. There are differing opinions on it, uh, and that is, but that is a statement of fact right there, and it's not a true fact that it's purely ceremonial. There are many differing opinions, including high legal mind opinions on that fact uh, that disagree with these people that wrote this indictment. This indictment is riddled with statements of facts like this that are just flat out incorrect and unconstitutional. Incorrect and unconstitutional. Nobody is going to be assigned a ceremonial role in the United States Constitution. I, I challenge you, go find me the Federalist paper that says the vice president's role uh, anywhere in the Constitution is purely ceremonial. Go ahead. Go ahead. I keep my copy right here on my desk. I carry it around with me when I'm out and about because I don't have it memorized, but I know that fact, and that's incorrect. So a lot of big decisions to be made here. Uh, Disco, play that last clip for Bravo. S -s -s -sl Slow down. Just give me that last one again. Walk me through that math. Well, we, we did the multi-way primary matchup, and we talked about it earlier in the week. 57% say Trump, uh, only 13% say DeSantis, and, you know, all these other characters get a few points here and there, and it adds up. All those votes will go back to Trump. But the some other candidate response, when presented with all of those names among Republicans, it only gets 1%. So there's no appetite for new people to enter this race. Republicans see what they want in the, that list of candidates, and it's mostly Donald Trump. And of course, even though he's only getting 57% of the primary support, this question implies he's going to win the nomination and asks people to imagine uh, a 2024 race in which Donald Trump is the candidate. And 72% of Republicans say it's at least somewhat likely they're going to vote for him. 49% say very likely. 48% of independents want to vote for Trump. <laughs> And even 27% of Democrats say it's at least somewhat likely that they're going to vote for Donald Trump. GOP presidential candidates in the primary for 2024, your primary is over.
I'm sorry. Even the current vice president had to recognize that her primary was over before a vote was even cast in Iowa and get out of the race. Your primary is over. It's time to unite, link arms, and stand shoulder to shoulder with the American people that still believe in the Constitution of the United States and will defend it and put up a united oppositional front to this political crime. This is a crime. I will go to my dying day to see Jack Smith and his team and everybody that was around this prosecuted for this and sent to prison. It is a political crime to do this in the United States of America. They know it. You know it. And you candidates on the GOP side, drop out today. It's critically important that you do it. Put your egos aside. And look, I say this as somebody who has run and been, and been told by even Donald John Trump to get out of a race before back in 2014. Okay? I, I understand. But this is different. You need to know what time it is in this country. And the time is now to unify, put up a, a common front, and oppose this through every legal means. Every legal means. Ladies and gentlemen, Donald John Trump will be the 47th president of the United States. I've endorsed him. My PAC will be endorsing him shortly and sending his campaign money because we can. God bless you all. I'm Rob Manus, Red Voice Media Network, most dangerous network on the planet. I'll see you tomorrow. It's Whistleblower Wednesday. We're going to call out an establishment politician. Select.